0: So we're going to try something new this time. Um, We wanted to try and figure out how to give you guys a high yield fact type thing that you could listen to right before you take your test. We're going to try and institute it every month. We may just base it on previous episodes and kind of go through high yield stuff to remember it. I really wanted to title this high yield AF, but in true pediatric fashion, we're going to call it high yield potpourri.
1: But you know what? In my heart, and in a lot of our readers' hearts, it'll still be called that. Readers? Well. (laughs) Listeners? Listeners, probably, is is appropriate. I mean, you know, it's fine.
0: All right, so I think probably the easiest way for us to do this is to look at sections of the board outline and just kind of go through high-yield facts. So previously, we had talked about fetus and newborn, so we're just going to rapid-fire use some high-yield stuff on fetus and newborn.
1: Okay, we're starting right this second. Hypoglycemia and a big ol' omphalocele.
0: Beckwith-Weidman syndrome.
1: That is correct. So these big babies, they have big omphaloceles. Remember, omphalocele has a covering, unlike a gastroschisis. Eschesis. And beckwith Vitamin. you got to watch out for hypoglycemia.
0: Noted. All right. Low AFP on a, on a maternal screening. What are you thinking about?
1: Okay. Trisomies. Exactly. I can't tell you which one, but one of them.
0: Doesn't matter. You got three that you worry about, 13, 18, 21. If you have low AFP and you have a trisomy as an answer, that's probably right.
1: Fair enough. All right. Let's say that you have bradycardia in a little baby. What's the most common cause of bradycardia?
0: Mommy lupus.
1: Yeah. Heart block, which is often caused from mommy lupus. Oh
0: yes. It's heart block. <laughs> Yes. Caused by mommy lupus. Yes, yeah. But it's, you
1: know, that's fine. Fetal
0: bradycardia, heart block, mom had lupus. Fair enough. All right. So we talked about this one before. You have a mom during pregnancy who's had flu-like symptoms. What kind of infection are you worried about in babies?
1: Listeria.
0: Ah, listeria.
1: So also if they're like, you know, drinking raw milk.
0: Mm, Don't do that.
1: When you're pregnant, especially.
0: Unpasteurized cheeses.
1: Yes. Soft cheeses.
0: Delicious. True. Maybe not nutritious for baby.
1: Well, that's true. But <laughs> listeria has a very special an- antibiotic that you always want to give to cover in really sick little newborns. Do you know what it is? Ampicillin. Ampicillin. Ampicillin covers listeria. Nailed okay. it. Okay.
0: If you have, your baby's just born, they only have one... Umbilical artery, what do you need to do for them?
1: Uh, renal ultrasound?
0: Yes, why? Don't know. Because they have kidney disorders.
1: Oh, alright.
0: So there's a high association with one umbilical artery and some kind of renal anomaly. So throw some probe and jelly on their back. Maybe Got not it. you. I'm not going to do it. That's fine. Somebody else can do it. Someone else can.
1: Okay, let's say that you have a baby who hasn't pooped. At 48 hours, and you stick their your finger in their bottom, and then all of a sudden, poop just flies out of them.
0: Uh, Hirschsprungs.
1: That's correct. Do you know what disorder it's often associated with? Down syndrome. Which would have a low AFP.
0: Look at that. Connecting the dots.
1: Yes. Now, what other intestinal disorder do Down syndrome kids have? Uh, or have increased risk of.
0: Something about a double bubble.
1: Correct. A duodenal atresia. Yes. And they have a double bubble yes. sign on their x-ray.
0: Since we're talking about delayed meconium passage, well, we didn't actually bring that up, but, the you know, the finger in the butt, they haven't pooped. There is another disorder that is associated with this, and it is? Cystic fibrosis. Nailed it.
1: All right, let's switch gears. Okay. Okay. Your kid is born, there's a kid born, not your kid, but a kid, okay, is born, and looks like they have a little bit of tachypnea of the newborn, like TTN, you know, transient t- What test should you do? One easy test.
0: You gotta check the sugar.
1: Exactly! Because hypoglycemia can mimic, tachy- uh, like, really respiratory distress of any kind, yeah. especially in babies. So check the sugar, make sure that they don't need a little glucose in their veins
0: don't brush off the respiratory distress get the sugar get the sugar all right
1: what else we have a couple more i think right
0: all right sounds good so we've got a jaundice kid who you're thinking of is going to need some phototherapy his tcb is 12 at like you know eight hours of life
1: i think it's too high yeah
0: yeah it is too high right yeah but you don't want to just start them on lights do you
1: you have to get a fractionated Billy. Why? Because they could have that horrible thing, biliary atresia. Ah, uh, yes. So you got to make sure that it's mostly indirect and not direct. Because more direct Billy would be concerning.
0: Yep. So get your to- get your fractionated Billy before you start phototherapy to make sure you're on the right path.
1: Okay, here I've I've got one. We get, you get called. You're on NICU. Okay, you get called to a delivery for shoulder dystocia. Which is the worst, and they had to break the clavicle. Uh oh, what nerve injury could happen?
0: Oh, um, what I know it's the herb. They get the herbs.
1: Uh huh. The herbs palsy, which is like the waiter tip. Yeah, yeah. With the
0: hand that looks like you're trying to get some money from you.
1: Yeah, or like a little low five. A little know? low five. Yeah, herb palsy,
0: and then also phrenic nerve. Phrenic you can nerve get an injury to the phrenic nerve.
1: That's true. Which would give you.
0: Some diaphragmatic paralysis. Exactly. Breathing issues. Yep.
1: All these are good. Don't get shoulder dystocia.
0: Nope. Don't do it. And what do you, if they have shoulder dystocia, what is most likely the mom's underlying diagnosis?
1: Gestational diabetes. Nailed it. It's like we're pediatricians. We're not. We're not yet, though, you know? (laughs) Like someday, maybe, but. Not today. Not today.
0: All right, so we're just going to finish this up with some talking about calcifications that you may see on a um, neonatal ultrasound. So you're going to look at two different types of calcifications, and they're going to clue you in on the type of disease. So if you have, buzzword, periventricular calcifications, what disease? CMV. Also, they get some spots on their skin because it's also like
1: blueberry s- muffin rash. Yes,
0: exactly. It's one of the
1: torch infections. Do you want to know how I remember it? How? Okay, CMV, periventricular.
0: You guys are welcome for
1: this, right? Yes. Now. Then the if it's everywhere, it's toxoplasmosis.
0: Also, a torch infe- infection. Infection
1: is yeah. If you you know are around kitties, mm. little kitties. Um, there's a cat sitting right next to us right now. She does not have Toxo, though. And, or if you eat pork that's not cooked correctly, right? That's how moms get Toxo and they give it to their babies.
0: Oh. Yeah. I think you can get neuro-sister circosis from uncooked pork, too. Yeah, you're, like your,
1: you're right. That's probably not in the, the scope not. of
0: this fetus and newborn talk. All right, guys. So, that's just a few quick hits. You can listen to it. You know, it's only, what, eight minutes, nine minutes? listen to it again and hopefully you pick up a few things um, we'll try and make it a little quicker next time but this is a trial run so let us know what you think if you guys like it
1: or don't thanks